before we start, people on Instagram, they wanted me to ask you your take on Jaden Pinkett telling all her business on, on social media. It's funny because right before this, I just saw a clip of her talking about will and the red tape and whatever whatever i i don't know I, I and then the last thing she said was you'll get it all to my book so to me that's all it is is mm -hmm. in my opinion someone that likes the limelight gets off on it needs to keep it as long as she can and telling her family's personal secrets and in my opinion not having much respect for will because just like making the guy look bad when he like our hero our whole lives and now it's just like you keep hearing these things and it's just like shit you know, personal stuff should be should stay personal, in my opinion. You know what I mean? But it just seems like it's a it's a grab for a book. People are talking. We wouldn't be talking about it right now if she didn't mm -hmm. do that. So, what, know, what what she wanted is probably working. You know, my take on this situation is um is that this whole thing makes Will Smith look like the average person a little bit. I I don't think the average person goes through that. <laughs> You think the average person's wife does that type of stuff? No, 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 not all that wild shit. But I'm just talking about like the average um, issues within a relationship, sort of speak. Yeah, I guess, but uh, I don't know. You know, you go back far to the entanglement with your kid and all this other shit. It's like that's some, that's some, that's some backwood shit to me. Like some. You know, um, I was on IG earlier, and um, one of the IG comedians, he was like, um. She, that Jada Pinkett character, should have got killed in um, was that movie set it off? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just doing the most for no reason. That's what I mean. She just, she seems like she loves the limelight. She wants that, the book, and all that shine. Hollywood's a funny place, man. You know, and um, it's coincidentally I'm just wearing this Tupac and inspired shirt. Mm -hmm. Completely. Yeah, because yeah. people are just making all these crazy memes about Jada now. There was one that was like, "I didn't date Tupac. I I am Tupac. I've been Tupac the whole time or some shit." Like it's funny, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, they got kids, they got family, and it's like that shit can't be easy on family. So who knows? Um, the next question I have, um, they. People, they also wanted me to ask you your thoughts on Drake and um, the beef between Drake and Joe Button. Uh, it's funny because I know both of those guys. You know what I mean? I, I went on tour with Joe Button for like a month and a half. And we hung out every day. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, I was on tour with him and uh, Royce59 and D12. And Drake, I just know because being a Canadian artist, doing my thing for like 20 years up here, I've crossed paths with Drake a few times and you know, my, my mom's got her picture with Drake. And, you know what I mean? I, he's He's been good. He's been a nice guy to me and very respectful. Um, I think I have a closer relationship with Joe, but I don't know. I guess that's Joe's job. That's Joe's job is to comment on what's going on in hip-hop, and there's nothing bigger going on in hip-hop than Drake. But I did see that letter Drake sent to him, and the one line that made sense to me was trying to say, you know, you're putting a narrative out in the world that some people with follower mentality will bite onto and start preaching that, even when it's, you know, Joe might be joking or whatever he says, but he says some stuff that's kind of personal. You know, a 37-year-old, you're dating these 25-year-old chicks, you're trying to relate to the kids, grow up, blah, blah, blah. It seems a little personal, you know? Like, Joe's a reviewer of hip-hop. Like, you sit there and make fun of people, and you're telling other people, 
you tell other people to grow up. That that kind of seems a little hypocritical because, you know, I know he's a critic, a reviewer, and all this stuff. But Joe takes it farther. Joe usually takes it a little farther and likes to <laughs> offend people. You know what I mean? Which to me is a childish move. It always has been. But that's Joe's thing. That's what keeps his name out there. And again, that's that Hollywood Hollywood thing of what people are looking for and what they want to do. Joe likes the attention and and that's his job to do that, I guess. But I, I'm not mad at Drake's response. He, he, he uh, you can tell it, it bugs Drake a bit too. Cause I think J- Joe story, Drake res- respects Joe a lot. You know what I mean? So I think when he sees him saying that shit, it kind of probably does hurt a little bit of like, man, I used to look up to you. You know what I mean? Now you're kind of putting me in this position and, and you know, it's tough. Are you a sneakerhead? A baller? Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready because we got all the details right here. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Here's your host, Jamel Cut. In the rap battle, I'm not talking about hits or anything. Uh, yeah. No hits. No ghostwriters, none of that. Who wins, Drake or um, Joe Buttons? Drake. Really? In a, in, in a and, and, no Joe can rap. I know all that shit. But Drake just puts shit so simple and plain. You know what I mean? Joe would probably say some shit. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the rap battle shit, it's like one guy did exactly what he came to do and did it bigger than anybody else in the world. Coming from Canada when nobody was doing that shit. And, you know, he passed Jay-Z. He passed Michael Jackson yesterday. It doesn't matter what Joe Budden would say in a battle of anything. Drake won at life. Like, you can't, you know, it's a, it's a different thing. He could say some shit, have some clever lines, make fun of him for hiding his kid, make fun of him for being immature, whatever it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, Drake kind of summed it up when he's like, I own a 747. You fly first class on special occasions. Like, Drake's really not losing. He seems like he's happy where he's at. So I'd say Drake Drake will win the battle. Joe will say some shit and he'll be clever, but it's not going to affect Drake. You know, speaking of Drake in Canada, like, do you see Canada becoming like a hub for rappers like over the next decade or so, kind of like basketball in the NBA world? Yeah, like for me, like I came up, we had a station up here in Canada called Much Music. It was like our MTV. So my first video on MTV or How Much Music was 2003, 2004. And there was, it was always like oh, the Canadian hip hop scene. You'd have one or two guys that kind of broke in the States, but not even majorly like Cardinal off the shell, Chocolare. They had their moments where they're on like BET and shit like that. But no one really broke in the States on a big level until Drake. And that just kept growing. And to a point that, you know, with OVO being in Toronto, like Toronto is a mecca of hip hop, I would say now. Like it was always the New York, the LA, Atlanta. You know, you'd have those major spots. But now Toronto is looked at as one of those major spots, all due to Drake. But yeah, I think it's it's one of those towns now, one of those cities where people are like, oh yeah, we got to go to Toronto and check. He made it He made it cool to, to be from Canada, which a lot of rappers weren't proud of that and weren't preaching it to the rest of the world because it was like you know no no one thinks canada's got anybody doing anything up here when in reality we've had dope fucking artists since i came up in like the early 90s there's been super dope hip-hop but it just never got exposed to the rest of the world till drake came now people kind of give it a little bit more attention 
you know, I'm not familiar with the Canadian sound. Like New York sound, like back in the day, is was raw and gritty. Now it's kind of like the trap music. Yeah, How yeah. You, um, the Canadian sound today, and where you see it going in the future. I all over the place. Like to me, it's still East Coast, West Coast. Like the, where I'm from, Nova Scotia, more East Coast. Definitely influenced by New York, Boom Bap, DJ Premier, that kind of vibe. <clears throat> but at the same time, with like Death Row. NWA, Ice Cube, all that shit. When that came out, it was so big that it definitely influenced, you know, I listen to West Coast and East Coast, a little bit of that. But the West Coast of Vancouver, like Vancouver, BC, is definitely influenced more by the West Coast. So it's, I don't think there's a sound to Canadian hip hop. You can find your gangster shit, you can find conscious shit, you can find boom bap, you can find trap beats with super fast hi-hat. Like you can hear all that stuff if you want to go look for it. But I do think the biggest sound coming out of <clears throat> Canada is definitely the OVO vibe. And it's just because that Drake stamp and just that, you know, that energy that people are used to hearing from from him and his camp. And they love it. So. OK. Um, you have a new single out. It's called People. Like, what was the inspiration behind that song? Was it like the events of the world that kind of culminated? In yeah, it kind of started like that, man. Like, it was waking up in the morning, turning on social media and. Just seeing everybody mad at everybody, everyone disagreeing with everybody else. And, you know, I feel like we live in a world right now where you can't have an opinion. And if people don't or if you do and people don't agree with you, they attack you and it becomes a personal thing. So I just wrote that song kind of like, man, I'm sick of everyone. I'm sick of the left, the sick of the right. I'm sick of religion against non-religion, different religions, you know, race wealth, like all these things that are divided society, the whole vax, non-vax, mm -hmm. all that stuff was a different level to it. But just to see what's going on in the world and to see what the everyday folk are, are kind of focused on, you know what I mean? I feel like we're all individually picking these things apart about each other. There are small individual things and all these bigger world problems that we should be trying to come together and deal with is kind of overlooked because we're just micromanaging on these small time things and these small differences that we should celebrate rather than try to separate us more and more from each other. You know, the beat is pretty dope on the song. Like, who did you sample for it? And a lot of people, that was another question people kept on asking, like, who like, um, who did you sample for that beat? Um, I don't want to tell you because I don't like telling my samples. I'm old school, but it was, uh, I'll give you a hint. It was from a cartoon on Fox. A couple of years ago, I was watching a show, a cartoon, and it came in and it was making, it was doing a, a spoof of another TV show that is a bigger TV show, but they remade the beat. And it was actually my brother who heard it. He's like, yo, check this shit out. I sampled it, did some drums on it, put some 808s and, and just kind of built it up from there. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to say the sample because I uh, haven't cleared it yet. <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. I tried, I, I tried to get it out of him. But cartoons, man, I, I love going through like old kids cartoons, shit like that. Just different spots where you hear different sounds and stuff. But yeah. You know, in the song, you said you're not a um, you're not a Democrat or a Republican. Mm. What's kind of like your political um, like 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 where do you stand on the political spectrum? Um, I'm not that political, honestly, like even that one line, like I got a lot of heat for that because you're like, oh, you're a. What do they call me? A centrist, which I guess is someone in the middle, a centralist. Maybe it is. I've never heard that term until I put the song out. But 
in Canada, like Canada is liberal against conservative, which is the same, you know, same thing you guys got down there, just different names. And I was probably always more of a liberal person just because they supported arts, stuff like that. There was funding for arts, music, all this other shit. That was the only thing that affected me. But now it's like, I find it just very weird that we are also pick a side. It's like, I don't fucking got a side. I like some shit they do. I like some shit they do. And the fact that we had to be so picking sides means that people always got their back up against the wall. If they do something, even if you agree with it, if the opposite does something, you agree with it, you can't say that because that'll make them feel like, or make you feel like you lost a bit of that, that power, I guess. Like, Oh, their sides, right. Mine's wrong. But I'm one of these people in the middle, man. I'm confused of what the hell's going on. Nothing seems to make much sense anymore to what's going on. Depending on who you follow on Twitter or Facebook, you get certain news that pushes you to think this thing. You're on Instagram, you get news that pushes this thing. So to me, the only thing I noticed in the last two years is <clears throat> we're, we're pushed to be separated. We're pushed to argue about all these dumbass little things. And that's why I wrote people. Because it occupies us and we can't look at the bigger picture. We're just focused on these things that really make no fucking difference. If you really take it all away, you know, we put out this video the other day that was uh, interviewing kids. And we just asked a bunch of children, what's the biggest problem in the world? And some of the answers they gave you just made you realize that we're all brainwashed to have this hate. We're all brainwashed to have this separation because kids don't care about that shit. It's their parents. It's their, their environment that put this influence on kids and teach hate. It's, it's awful to say, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's becoming more uh, wide open to me. Like I'm seeing these things now and I'm just becoming more cautious to not really believe. I see everything I see on the news. Don't believe 99% of what you see on the internet. You know, I'm just kind of learning to, to pay attention a little bit more and, and don't just read the headlines, man, that clickbait, that shit's got me so many times where I'm like, Oh shit. And then you read the story and go, that's not what this is about at all. Like, you know what I mean? Make sure you get details and read the story and then make an educated decision. But I'm not either side, man. I'm confused in the middle trying to figure it out. You kind of sound like me, like over here in America. I think both parties are trash, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Same shit here, man. It's I think that's what a lot of, you know, a lot of countries in this whole world are dealing with right now. I don't think, I think a lot of people are just struggling to keep their lights on, pay their bills and, and get food that they can't deal with even knowing how to have time to fix these bigger problems because we are just struggling to keep going. But it's, it's, it's a confusing time, man. Confusing, sad time because I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of faith in people and just the last few years, really eye-opening of like, wow, people will just take one little thing and go with it and not pay attention, not read the details, not hear other people's sides of the story and just hold on to this thing that keeps them separated and never really coming up with it. You know, not getting anywhere. We're just arguing back and forth and it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I should have said this earlier, but the song kind of reminds me of um, Tupac Changes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Topic-wise. Mm -hmm. Still does Oh, yeah. Old school. Same thing, but just a different, you know, era. And, but but, but even talking about the... Uh, um, anyway, I, I used, to, used to listen to them a lot growing up. And they'd always be talking about, you know, don't trust the media, you know, fight against the system. And I never really knew what that meant personally until the last few years of like 
wow, like I seen, you know, this new station blatantly lie about something or just, you know, bend the truth to push their agenda. And once you see that, it kind of makes you hard to, to, to trust the whole system as much. You know, Prodigy from, <coughs> from my from Mob Deep, he started talking about some of that stuff too before he died. Yeah, this book, I read that book. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of um, weird that he's addressing these, these issues and the next thing you know, he's no longer with us. Yeah, well, there's a lot like that. There's a lot, you know, I'm sure some of them are coincidence, but there's a lot of like, you know, what was her name? Barbara Walters. I don't know. One of those older ladies that was saying some stuff about Obama and two months later she was dead. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of those are, are just timing, but I, I don't know, man. I definitely have my defense up a lot more than you'd say five years ago. I was like, yeah, I don't know the government, you know, and I still like to believe that the government is doing everything they're you know, everything that they are doing is to protect us in the big picture. I, I do think that they don't think society can handle a lot of the truth. So I find some communication gets missed there, which I don't think society can either, man. We've seen COVID and how that went. And mm -hmm. Like, first thing, man, like people buying all the toilet paper, just foolish things that was like, that's your biggest fucking worry right now is if we have toilet paper. You you want to hear a funny story? My mother still has toilet paper from that whole time. From that my wife was going in, my parents, we were washing our grocery bags down. And I'm like, this is. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Though. Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody yet. Thank God that got COVID and did anything. Everybody I know had COVID. I don't know anybody that ever had COVID. But not one person, vaxxed or unvaxxed, got anything more than a couple of days down at sick and back up. So for me, it, it was a little bit harder to be like, what we got to vaccinate 12 year old kids and they're having these issues and every kid got to be done or they can't go to school. And that's where it kind of confused me of like, what the hell is going on here? I don't know anybody that's affected by this yet. So maybe a bit of ignorance, but you know, it's hard to trust the world now, man, unless it's real life. Um, speaking of life and um, everything that's going on, when is that new album dropping? The streets need it. Yeah, man. Well, we're just dropping like a song every six weeks right now. And I mean, new world, the new game. It's like as soon as you put that album out, that shit's done in two weeks. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to keep a buzz for an album. So my plan is I made 10 tracks. I'm going to drop like five tracks. And on the fifth track, I'm going to drop the whole album. So like every six weeks, I'm going to drop something. And then like March, probably March, I'll drop the whole, the rest of the project with a couple videos and just some shit to go with it. Which number are we up to now? Is um changes? Just, changes. Uh, people. Yeah, people is uh, people. Number one. one. Then I got a song called Wonder coming out on the twenty seventh. Okay. Um. Then another one in November. Then one in January and one in February. Or sorry, one in March. Now be with the album. Oh, and then the album will be out. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody on the album that you're looking for? Uh, yeah, yeah, like people I work with, Master Ace. Legendary artist from like back in the days on the record. He's got, got a dope record, but most of it's cats I work with. Like I produce a lot, so I work with like different singers, other MCs, stuff like that. But especially with this album, man, like I got to work with Snoop, Joe Budden, uh, DJ Premier, Wu Tang. Like I got to work with a lot of my heroes over the years. And with this album and just with COVID and all this shit of just being segregated and stuck in the studio here, it. it didn't feel like I wanted to go out and do all these collabs, you know. I mean, it was it felt more of like a personal album where I was like, man, I got some shit I want to say and I want to stay on a topic of this and I want to do this. Um, saying that though, I do have a couple collab collabs on it. Like with my brother, I got a song called The Hardy Boys, where it's just me and him going back on some yeah. battle. 
some fun shit. So there is some fun stuff, but there is a lot of more serious stuff that more personal to me. And I wanted to kind of attack that on my own. What other issues are you tackling on the album? What am I tackling? A lot of political shit, honestly, which is very different for me, but just, let's see, the first song is called Make It Make Sense, where it's talking about like a lot of uh, injustice to like native people up in Canada with what's going on. Um, marijuana, why all of a sudden this shit's legal, but for 30, 40 years, they're throwing our friends in jail and telling people they can't do this. Now everybody uses it for med medicine and the science makes sense now. You know, just things that I'm like, why, why does this shit make no sense? Like my doctor used to ban this shit, now he prescribes it to me. You know, what changed? We had the same data. We just, you know, now it's all legal and everything's all good. So just things that I'm noticing. Um, what other songs are on here? Personal stuff too, just getting older, talking about having kids, them getting older, you know what I mean? Um, relationship stuff with my wife. I've been with my wife for like 18 years. A lot of ups and downs, talking about that. And, and you know, the balance of being a, a hip hop artist that goes on tour, does these things, shows, blah, 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 but comes back and leaves, lives probably the most regular hip hop artist life ever. Like I've, I'm really home-based and I just, I don't like leaving the studio much. My studio is in my house. Unless I'm going on the road, I'm either here at my kids' basketball game. So it's just, you know what I mean? Some real life shit talking from a, a guy that's been doing this thing for like 25 years now and has been lucky enough to make a real living off it. And, but keep those home roots. Like my parents live just down the road. My brother is my video director. So it's just a very tight family where it's talking about a lot of that shit in the music. What type of basketball parent are you when your kid is playing? Are you the guy just sitting quietly clapping or? I'm yelling. I'm yelling. Come on, hustle. You know, I'm that guy. But <laughs> I never ball growing up, even though I'm tall. Like, I played hockey my whole life. So once my daughter got into ball, I kind of fell right into that. Started, you know, getting into it more, watching it. I play once a week now. But I love it, man. I think it's just, for me, it's such a fresh sport. So different than hockey. But. At the same time, very similar because how sports are of just how you attack and read plays and stuff like that is still very similar. So I, I love it, man. That's my funnest time of the week is going to watch my daughter ball. How many fights have have you gotten to in in the stands at your daughter's game? Because that's uh, one, but it wasn't that bad. I usually fight with oh, my yeah. daughter. Like, shut up, Dad. Stop. Stop. I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm not like the dickhead in the crowd. Like, I'm not an asshole parent that you're like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I'm like the one on the side trying to motivate, but no, nah, we were just yelling at some coach was doing some dumb shit and we started yelling back and then their parents started yelling at us. And it was over before it started. <laughs> just like the typical NBA fight, pretty much. Yeah, yeah it goes down and it's over. All right, so true or false, Vince Carter is the most influential player in Canadian basketball history. Mm, I'd say true, I guess. <laughs> Um, uh, I'd say true, like for the first 20 years, I guess, maybe change with, uh, who's the guy they traded as soon as they won the championship. Who's that? Kawhi? Uh, yeah. He was the man for a couple of years, but I don't think he was here long enough. Like I couldn't even remember his name. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'd say Vince Carter. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, why do you think Vince Carter like isn't mentioned like with the all-time greats like MJ, Kobe? Like came from Toronto, right? Because he played in Toronto the majority of it. You know what I mean? But 
if we had Drake at those times, then we'd be a town to watch. We'd be a city to watch. You know, even before Drake, like Drake made a big difference for the love the Raptors were getting, I found. You know what I mean? When he became associated with it, it became a little different. But I, I, yeah, I truly believe with the Vince thing, it's just because he was up north. Boy, if I'm a sports um, owner or anything or a fan of a team, I want Drake far away from my team. As, as yeah, I know he's not the best luck either. <laughs> I've, I've heard that a <laughs> Boy, I remember once he cost me a big parlay. Oh, ooh, oh yeah. He just showed up in the um. Damn, I can't remember. It was a football game, a college mm. football game. Dude showed up in a Miami Hurricanes uniform. I mean, not uniform, but jersey, like yeah. out the blue. Next thing I know, parlay's gone. <laughs> That's like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that. Yeah. All right, so um, the Raptors season is about to begin. Like, um, you expect any big things from them this year? I haven't been watching the last few seasons. I, I watch a game here and there, but I haven't been following it hard. So, uh-huh. I'd love it too. You know, what I mean, that's Canada's team. So, anytime they do good, it's like a moment for the whole country. It's not oh, just the only team. That's not just love it. So it's yeah, love to see it happen. Well, um. What was that scene like when they won the title? Because I know, like, say if the Knicks ever win the title during my lifetime, they yeah. burned the whole city down. Oh, yeah. Toronto was shut down. And there was parties in every province, you know what I mean? In Halifax, there was a party. Montreal, Vancouver. Like, there was parties everywhere. So that was a cool moment for Canada. Anytime some shit happens like that for Canada, that's when we all come together. We love our sports up here, so... That's the shit people get really passionate about, I find. And when it happens, people go in hard and make sure we celebrate it. We we can't win at hockey anymore. So, you know what I mean? The fact we could win a basketball thing, we're like, we'll take that. No, they had a pretty good team for the um, world championships this summer. Yeah. Hell of a team. I think it was better than uh, Americans, but, it, but neither one of them made it uh, far. Neither one. Great, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not supposed to have a dog in a fight here because I like cover the game actively. But um, but what do you think about R.J. Barrett from the Knicks? Because to me, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't don't, don't, claim don't know. <laughs> no 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 comment. <laughs> How about Dylan Brooks? You know, because he's always talking shit and then always coming up on the losing end of things. Mm, yeah. That's the worst, though, when someone's talking the shit and then they leave. Well, it's the worst for them. I kind of enjoy those moments. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I'm a guy that likes to be quiet and let the actions speak. I find when people let the words speak and then the actions don't match up, it's it, – it's you hate to see people lose, but moments like that, I kind of don't mind. Well, um, he's talking and dancing all over again, but this time in um, Houston, so. Oh, okay. See if, see if it does him any better. <laughs> Like, who's the rap equivalent of a guy like Dylan Brooks? Somebody is always talking shit about he's the best and, you know, and always coming out at the bottom of things. I don't want to say it because he's the rap shit. Technician, what's his name? Takashi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people still talk about him, but I just know he's always talking shit. <laughs> but also talking shit while losing. He should be a witness protection. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that should be the last dude that um that should talk. Just got arrested in Dominican Republic last night or yesterday or something. I saw oh, a pop. Really? 
Yeah. It's crazy, man. If I was a guy like him, well, I'll be on my best behavior like nobody would see me. I'll, yeah, I don't... I'll just take my money and disappear somewhere. Yeah, that's to me. But I, I think he's one of those people, kind of what it goes back to Jada Pinkett Smith is that attention is happiness for them. That's how they find their happiness. Some people they're need... They're happy when they're unhappy. Yeah, unhappy, and but people are talking about them. All right, before we go, I want to play start, bench, cut. I'll just um, name three things. You tell me if you're going to start it, bench it, or cut it, all right? So we're going to start with some um, some classic rap crews. So we got Young Money, Death Row, or G-Unit. I'll just go best to worst. Death Row, G-Unit. Uh, or did you say Young Money or Cash Money? Young Money. Hmm. That one's a little tougher. Fuck, I fuck. Gino was bigger because I was younger and I was taking music in a lot more at that time, but I put, I think I put Young Money over. So I'd go Death Row because Death Row was like my shit growing up. Like that's just my personal. So Death Row, Young Money, then G Unit. Sorry to bench G Unit because I'm a fan, but you, you know, can't. Wayne and, and on um, Death Row, what do you think about the um, Tupac murder in the investigation? I think it's crazy that he just got arrested. I thought everyone knew that he killed him like years ago. There was so many interviews and documentaries, I feel like five to ten years ago, that when he got arrested, I was like, well, what was stopping that? Why didn't that happen before? But, you know, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it brings some closure to some people, but... <clears throat> You know, 30, what's 30 years ago almost? 28 years ago? It's crazy. You know, you know there's a guy out there. Um, I really don't want to give him any extra, any cred for it, but he's doing a victory lap talking about he solved the um, Tupac murder. Um, he's a famous YouTuber. He always interviews your favorite rappers. I think you know who I'm talking about. I don't even know. But what, I don't follow YouTubers that much, so I don't know a lot. All right, so, all right, I'll just say his name and ask the producer to bleep it out. DJ right. Vlad. What is it? DJ Vlad. Oh, DJ Vlad. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so now he's, yeah, um, he's doing his victory lap talking about because of his interviews, he solved the murder. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. I never heard that shit. Yeah, I'm like, guy, oh. relax. <laughs> okay. All right, so my next start bench cut. We're going to do Drake albums. We got for All My Dogs, Views, and CLB. Views for my dog, CLB. That order. Oh, all right. Order you just said. <laughs> all right. And the last one, Joe Button albums. I kind of mixed it up with his regular mixtapes and um, his Slaughterhouse albums. Just to kind of yeah. mix it up a little bit. So we got Mood Music 3. Mood Music 2 and um, that first Slaughterhouse album, the one from 2012. Yeah, yeah. I'd go uh, Mood Music 3, then 2. Actually, no, I listen to Slaughterhouse album a lot. I put that number 2 and then uh, Mood Music number 2 last. Joe's dope, though, man. Don't take it a wrong way when I said, like, I feel like Drake would win the battle because Joe is, Joe is really dope, man. I wish he would rap more. Oh, yeah, he definitely was a beast back in his day. I remember I used to go to the mix tape spot all the time. I would get whatever Joe Button had out. Lord yeah, yeah. 
And he man, like after we did our tour, I went to he did a track for me, he did a verse on my album. I went to New York, we shot the video. It was no money, nothing, just like out of the love, man. So I got a lot of love for Joe. I just more the rap shit than the hate and shit. That's that's it. But that's his job though. Like he's like I know he's killing it right now, and I get why he does it business wise. It's just uh He's like the rap skip Bayless. Uh me, he was putting more positive energy in the air before when he was making move music. Like that was some deep shit that I think helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Where now it's kind of just fucking sideshow entertainment of you know the quick fix of this and that. You know, he's great opinions on stuff, but I just want to hear him rap. I think I'm just hating. Facts, man. That move, that move, music three, man. That was one of my favorite mixtapes back in the day. I think I still have it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People love that shit. Like, people who knew that were hardcore fans of that. All right, bro. I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on that you want to promote? Uh, just the the new record coming out that I don't even know what it's called yet. It's gonna, maybe Luke's View. Luke's my real name. Mm-hmm. It's just what's going on right now. You don't have to agree with it. You know what I mean? That's the whole vibe. If I can have an opinion, you can still listen to it and not get offended. Um. And that's it, man. I, I've i got so many albums out, man. I make all my beats. I, I, I just doing stuff like this where I knew I know new people will probably be checking this out that might not know my music. I just always want to say, like, go on Spotify, just check out some old albums. Got years, years of albums and a lot of different shit. So appreciate anyone going to uh, check that out. So what's next for you? I mean, you've been at this 20 plus years, all these albums. Like I, I retired five years ago. But like any person that's retired, like I, I did my album in 2016 and I was like, yo, that's that's it. That's my album. I had Snoop on it. I had DJ Premier, like my heroes. And I was like, I did it. My last song was like me thanking everybody in my career. It's like, I'm done. And then being home for six months, you know, doing my shows here and there, festivals or a tour once in a while. And then just being home, like any retired person, you know, like my my, uh, my wife's father retired a couple of years ago and he got a job at the hardware store for a couple of days a week just to stay busy and do something. So I'm sitting at home like, what the fuck do I want to do? I want to go make beats. And as soon as I make a beat that I'm feeling, I'm like, oh, I got to write something. Like that's it. it hip hop's kind of became my hobby again, the way it started, because did my thing for years, got successful where bills are paid. I invested my money, right? Like I'm not doing this thing for money anymore. It's just. This is what I like to do on my free time. And once I get get hype about music, I want to put it out. And I want to do these interviews and let people know that it's out there. So that's where I'm at, man. I'm going on vacation soon, going to another kid's basketball game and just, you know what I mean? Rolling with it right now. Don't get into any more fights or arguments with the coach. No, but I'm a peaceful guy. <laughs> All right, bro. Um, this should be out. Let me see. Maybe this weekend. I have to get a hold of my producer, see what he's um doing. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely, man.